Live Creative Now, episode 124. Welcome to Live Creative Now with Melissa Dinwiddie, a weekly podcast to inspire you to create your art and share your work. Because that's how you will change the world. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, passion pluralite artist, happiness catalyst, and creativity instigator, and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, which you can find at an Amazon near you, here to address all your questions about living a full-color creative life. Whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie, or you think of yourself as an artist of any kind, or Anything in between, no matter how you define yourself, feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life, and it's how you change the world, because that's how it works. Change your life, and the world changes. Before we get started, just a quick note that I've still got one spot left at my Create and Incubate Retreat, which is only two weeks away. It's September 13th through 17th, Wednesday through Sunday. It's five days and four nights to incubate your next creative project, distraction-free, in an intimate atmosphere of safety and fun. Fun. That is a key ingredient. (laughs) If you would like to join me and join the incredible group of wonderful, generous, open-hearted, warm-hearted people, go to createandincubateretreat.com. That's createandincubateretreat.com. And with that, on with this week's episode 124. You should meet Ted, I said. He is also into mindfulness and improv. It was lunchtime at the Applied Improvisation Network, or AIN, A-I-N, conference just this past weekend. And I was talking with another first-timer to the conference, which I was a first-timer there. And I felt rather pleased with myself that I was connecting a couple of people that I didn't even know this, this guy, let's call him a, and this other guy who I barely knew, Ted. But this guy, a seemed kind of skeptical. Yeah, I met Ted, he said, but I don't know. We live in the same area. So aren't we competitors? And really, aren't all of us here at the conference competitors? And it was a valid question. 200 improvisers, all of us who use improv in our work in an applied way, i.e. applied improv, all of us convening together for four days at this conference. Aren't we all competing for clients, competing for business, competing for scarce resources? And as I said to A, and that's certainly one attitude to take. You could look at the 200 people at this conference as competitors competing with you for scarce resources. End of story. You could take that attitude. 
But is that a useful attitude? Is that a useful perspective? Not particularly. And, you know, if that were the perspective of the other people here at the conference, the conference wouldn't be happening. I mean, come on. People are here at this conference sharing resources, sharing information, sharing knowledge and expertise, boosting each other up. You know, rising tide lifts all boats and all that. Plus, there's something else that I learned from another conference, Heroic Public Speaking Live, and I have a link in the show notes to that particular event. That is an event designed specifically for public speakers. And I'm attending it for the third time later next month in September. And as the host of that event likes to say, this is a common common saying in that community, speakers get speakers work. Speakers get speakers work. In other words, one of the best sources of speaking gigs for speakers is quite literally their good relationships with other speakers. So how does that work? Well, let's say you're a speaker and you get a speaking gig at an event, maybe a conference. Let's say it's a conference and it goes great. Fabulous. Now, it's after your speech, you've given your speech and the the organizer who hired you is now chatting with you. They're thrilled and they're talking with you about what a great job you did. And maybe they have this same event, this conference once a year. And, you know, they need to mix it up. They bring in new speakers every year. So they're not going to hire you every single year. But you did such a fantastic job. Who do you think that they're going to ask for recommendations for next year's speaker? Um, Yeah, that's right. They're going to ask you. And who do you think you are going to recommend? You're going to recommend your speaker friends, the ones that you know and like and trust are going to do a kick-ass job because if they do a really good job, then that's going to reflect well on you, right? So speakers get speakers work. Now, I don't know that the same exact principle applies exactly in the same exact way in the applied improv world, because the jobs in the applied improv world are perhaps more likely to be longer term projects rather than one off speaking gigs. I don't know, it's a new world for me. But the principle of givers get always applies, no matter what world you're talking about. Not that you should give in order to get, but simply that you should always be thinking about building relationships and how you can be helpful, not about what's in this for me, what's in it for me, what's in it for me. Not about how are these people trying to steal from me, but how can I be helpful I don't know if you've seen the film or the play by David Mamet, Glengarry Glen Ross. 
there's a character who has the tagline a with the acronym AB, ABC, always be closing, always be closing. It's the opposite of what I'm talking about here. <laughs> and I recently took a class through Creative Live called The Art of Networking. And I'll have a, links in the show notes to both of these things, Creative Live and also The Art of Networking class. Great class. And they in that class, they talk about ABC, always be closing. And the opposite of that, which is so much more useful in life and in networking, which is A, B, G, always be giving. Always be giving. And for goodness sake, stop thinking about what you're going to get out of the interaction. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? But how can you be of service? How can it be helpful? And this is where guidepost number two from my creative sandbox way comes in really handy. Handy. Think process, not product. So don't go to a conference or an event or, you know, anywhere looking to get a gig, <laughs> looking to get work, looking to get anything. Don't approach a conversation looking to get something out of someone. Just be open and curious to what happens, which by the way, is a very improv attitude. That That's very, that's an attitude that is uh, representational of the world of improv. Just be open and curious. So if A, this person from the Applied Improv Network conference, and you and I, if we were to approach each interaction with this ABG, always be giving philosophy and think process, not product in mind, then it doesn't matter what the outcome is. We're all going to dance with whatever happens, right? And that is called improvisation. And if you can do that, you can do anything. So back to A, his other big concern was that he's an academic. He comes from the world of the academy, of the ivory tower. And he had spent the past, I don't know how many years, probably like his whole career up to this point, in school, basically doing research and immersing himself also in mindfulness training. And so all of a sudden, he's out of school, he's out of the ivory tower, and now he's at this applied improv conference, and he's trying to wrap his head around suddenly entering the market with his ideas and his expertise. And like, now he's got to go out there and sell something. He's never had to do that before. And he's trying to wrap his head around, how does one go into business without selling snake oil? This is so contrary to what he's about. He's all about mindfulness and the concepts of improv, which are the opposite of selling snake oil. That's the last thing he wants to do. And it's the last thing that I and anybody that is of any value in my life wants to do too. And this question that so many of us ask ourselves, especially in creative fields, 
or in healing fields, right? The last thing we want to do is to impose more snake oil on the world. And I could tell just from a, a, you know, a five minute conversation with A that he had great value to offer the world. And I could tell that he wasn't hawking snake oil. But just my saying that, that wasn't going to convince him. So I asked him a question. And this is what I asked him. Have you ever personally paid for a service that felt valuable and transformative to you personally, and that you knew wasn't snake oil? And ah, that made him stop and think. And I could see the gears turning in his head. And this is a question for you to ask if this is a question that you have struggled with personally. How can I sell my thing? I'm afraid that it's going to impose more snake oil on the world. Have you ever personally paid for a service or a product if you are, if you, what you create is a product? Have you ever personally paid for something that felt valuable and transformative that you knew wasn't snake oil? Sure enough, A had at least a couple of times in his life. For example, he took improv classes over a span of years that felt really important to him and transformative and really valuable. So mm, he said, yeah, yes. And I said, yeah, that's a data point. Clearly, it's possible to offer a service that isn't snake oil. It's possible. And someone out there is waiting, just waiting to receive the transformation that you have to offer them. So he thought about that for a while. And then he asked, but how do I charge money for that? Ah, yes, the $60,000 question, (laughs) or now with inflation, maybe it's the $60 million question, right? Here's the thing. It's an exchange of value. You are offering something of value, your service or your product, if you create products. And in return, they, the person that you're offering your service or your product to, they offer something of value back, money, right? That is all that receiving payment for our services or our products, that is all that receiving payment for our services is. That's all. It's an exchange of value. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to pricing and charging than that. I mean, entire libraries full of books have been written on the subject. I'm not going <laughs> to... that. The scope of this podcast is... That's way beyond the scope of this podcast. But ultimately... That is all that it comes down to, an exchange of value. And a lot of us, especially creative types and self-development types and healers, really struggle with this because we want to change the world. We want to make the world a better place. And there's a story in our heads that somehow accepting money for the value that we offer, the transformation that we offer, accepting money for this is bad. But I have a question for you around that. 
if you had cancer or your loved one had cancer, would you expect your oncologist to work for free? Presumably not. And if you had cancer and your oncologist said, you know, I have this treatment that I know, in fact, I have scientific proof, is likely to help you. But you know, I'm really afraid of putting snake oil into the world. Even though I, 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 I actually really know it's helpful. And oh, by the way, I just feel really uncomfortable accepting money. So instead, because I feel so uncomfortable, I'm just not going to offer my services at all. That would be stupid, right? That would just be stupid. <laughs> and there are people and there are organizations made up of people who are waiting, waiting for your unique brand of transformation. They are waiting for you, your art, your writing, your service offering, whatever it is. It is the very thing that is going to help them in such a big way. But it can't help them if you never put it out there. And they're waiting for it. And they want to give you value in return for the value that you can give them. What are you waiting for? And now it's time for something cool. This week, something cool came directly out of the Applied Improvisation Network conference. I met so many amazing people at the conference. And one of the many, many amazing people I met was a woman named Kathy Sallett, who I am really, really hoping to get on the podcast. Stay tuned and hold a good thought. Kathy is CEO of a company called Performance of a Lifetime. I have a link in the show notes to that. Performance of a Lifetime is a 2016 Inc. 5000 fastest growing company. It is a company of human development experts who use performance and improvisation techniques to help leaders and organizations transform and grow and develop. And my something cool is Kathy's book, which is called Performance Breakthrough, A Radical Approach to Success at Work. And I bought the book on Sunday at the conference, and I devoured it in two days. And the core idea in the book is that we all have an innate ability to perform, to pretend, and to improvise. And performing is what allows us to be who we are and who we are becoming at the same time. This is what Kathy refers to as the becoming principle. The becoming principle. Performing is what allows us to be who we are and who we are becoming at the same time. And in the book, Performance Breakthrough, Kathy shares ideas and techniques from theater and improvisation along with tons of stories and case studies from her 20 plus years in business, which you can apply to enhance your performance at work and 
in life to become who you are not yet. Oh my gosh, it is brilliant. Highly, highly recommended. So that is this week's Something Cool. That's it. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are getting value out of this podcast, first off, I would love it if you would share it with a friend and hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are hugely important because that is how other people find the show. And that is how you will help change somebody else's life. If you change one other person's life, you have changed the world. Also, leaving a review over on iTunes is how you can apply to be considered for a listener spotlight. Leave a rating and review. Send an email to me and let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. And I might ask you to uh, have a conversation with me and I'll record it. And it might go on the podcast, uh, might be featured on another episode of the podcast. So it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. Until next time. Thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Subscribe at livecreativenow.com.